My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. And we are live. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Singapore Grand Prix pre-race chimwag late as per usual roll intro how are we doing everyone it's been a while didn't do a stream for the for the week off sometimes i do sometimes there wasn't really enough going on i felt like to justify doing a stream not enough to really talk about but we're here Singapore Grand Prix F1 is back hello Tina Glooby David Cone Iconics Jozo, Christopher, Danny, Clue, Flawless, Charmander, George, Jerome, Bastion, Vedant, Chloe, Craig, Dimmy, Savatina, April, Nathan, Memes, Nico, Johnny, Dan, Matteo, Joel, Versatility, Terrapog, Supra, Suprag, no? Glooby, Abu, uh, Rufus, Tim, Martin, Collie, Duarte, Vince, Peaks, Leah, Lord Juvenile, Devil's Saint, Dom, Rob, Akshat, James, Hoong, Maximilian, Nifty, Comp. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for taking the time for joining me for today's stream, where we're going to talk all about the Singapore Grub Break, all right? And any other bits and bobs that have been going on. Not that there's been much. There's not been much, has there? Um, but we did get a bit of news this morning, which we will talk about. Once I've reminded you once again to check out Tomo's Racing Goods, okay? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Audio-only listeners as well, through your ears, through your lugs. Um, Tomo's Racing Goods coming soon. Exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead. No. Audio-only Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to listen. The first thing we need to talk about, of course, is the news that Joe Guan Yu is confirmed for 2024. Yes, it's done. Um, so it will be Bottas Joe next season. I want to get your thoughts um, because it looks like Taylor Porsche is going to win F2 this year. It's It seems to be on. Um, so... Uh, which are... You disappointed that Joe will be in the 2024 Sauber seat over Porsche. Yes, no, or eh. Are you disappointed, chat? Are, are you disappointed? Do you think it's uh it's it's a it's unfair. Do you think it's, uh, you know, do, do you feel negatively about it? Now, obviously, Bottas has a contract anyway. He had a contract for next season anyway. Um, so it always felt like, and there was a lot of rumours, there was a lot of talk um, around Joe's sponsors potentially not fulfilling their end of the bargain. He said that was there was no truth to that. Um, I guess when a driver is out, not confirmed, the longer it goes on, the more speculation you are likely to get. So... Um, thank you, Alex, for the two quid. It's disappointing. It isn't very Formula One. Um, what are we saying, Paul? 
Oh, interesting. Interesting spread. So 20% of you of 260 are disappointed. 37% of you are like, eh, and 41% of you are like, no. So, I mean, look, the thing is, I think Joe coming in, I would say, I would say, right, and you you know I'm a big Yuki fan, right? I would say that Joe has been more impressive in his first year and two-thirds, whatever it's been in F1, than Yuki was in his first year and two-thirds. Even though I think Yuki had the more impressive, well, I mean, he had one season in F2. He was the best rookie. Came pretty close to the title. Um, I would say Joe's done a more impressive job. Against, honestly, like when you look at the caliber, you know, Yuki was going against a Pierre Gasly that was, was in a really strong team that, well, okay. It was a strong team in 2021, was Alpha Tauri. And he was well embedded into that team. Obviously, last season their car wasn't great and it was difficult for both Pierre and Yuki. But I mean, Valtteri Bottas is like, uh, you know, his time at Williams, he was a fantastic top-end driver. You know, alongside Lewis Hamilton for years, would get his fair share of qualifying dubs over Lewis, would would beat Lewis on his day. Not that often, but he could do it. And, you know, I would say Bottas was closer to Hamilton throughout them years than Checo is to Verstappen. Now, those reasons, who knows? It's a multifaceted thing at the end of the day. But I think for Joe to, to be as close to Valtteri as he has been, again, it depends. Has, has Valtteri really supported Joe, put his arm around him and, and helped him grow? Which then reflects poorly on Bottas, but actually it's his help that's got Bottas to this place. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that I'm 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 quite happy with this. Look, obviously it's a shame for Paul Cher. I think whenever you're winning F2 at the third time of asking, it's always a bit of a. Mm. But I think Paul Cher's performances, because you're always obviously going to look at you know, history is not going to remember the nuances of your performances. History is going to remember where you finished in the championship. Doesn't matter if that's F1, F2, F3, whatever, and. Porsche has consistently been competitive, competitive but inconsistent. And I think the one thing I would say with Teo, right, is that Teo, I think pace would be quicker than Joe. I, I don't doubt that. But Joe is pretty reliable. He, he very rarely is he putting it into a wall. Like, okay, Zanville, he did, but that's exceptional circumstances. Like the rain just started to hammer down. I mean, loads of drivers went straight at turn one. So I can't really, I can't be too arsh him for that. Joe's very consistent. Um, Joe never won F2, but he was consistently up there. I remember him when he was uh, fighting with Callum in his second, first, first season, um, when they were both in the Virtuosis. Um, very competitive, them two against each other. And I, I hold Callum in very high regard. So... Yeah, I, I'm 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 happy with this. I like the kid as well. You know, I I, I think he's a, he's a he's a sound fella from everything I'm I've heard about him and everyone I know that has met him. Like he he seems like a a very decent lad. And ultimately, I think he's you know representing a part of the world in F1 that has not been represented for you know for far too long. I mean, we've had Chinese drivers occasionally jump into seats, I believe. Um, just on like a part-time basis but 
Joe's representing a part of the world that hasn't typically been represented. And I like that. I, I, I want this sport to be more um, worldwide. And I think he's doing a great job. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad for him. You, you know, that's a whole separate conversation about whether there should be a Chinese Grand Prix because of, you know, because of China. But ultimately, from a, from a personal point of view and his personal fan base and the people of China who support him, just like any other driver who gets nationalistic support, be that British fans supporting Hamilton or Spanish fans supporting Alonso or whatever, you know, it's good to see. And I hope for him, I hope for him we get Chinese Chinese Grand Prix on the calendar, hopefully next year. Um, it's a good track as well, Shanghai. But yeah, there we go. Joe 2024 is confirmed. The only remaining seats now that are not confirmed are the two AlphaTauri seats and Logan Sargent seat at Williams, which, I mean, we're seeing some pretty mad rumours. I saw an article um, yesterday suggesting that Yuki could be moved into an Albon-esque reserve role at Red Bull uh, to make way for Lawson and Ricardo at Alpha Tauri, which is look, I, I think that ultimately because of that Honda relationship with Red Bull breaking, I I kind of I don't agree, but I kind of get why Red Bull they're more likely to put their eggs in a Lawson basket. I mean he's been very impressive in these first two races and he's their driver. He's fully their Red Bull driver. 100%. Um, Yuki is very affiliated with Honda. So that could, you know, that, that, that could get in the way. And all this talk of Aston Martin, you know, what's the, what's the long-term? Red Bull often, almost, almost always looking for a long-term thing, right? They're looking for a driver they can bring in and develop and then, you know, be the long-term replacement to Max or long-term alongside Max. And if Yuki's been, you know, f with Honda, Aston Martin now, and and who knows, maybe Aston Martin will, you know, maybe Honda would broke an engine deal with someone else as well at some point. That, that's not off the cards, is it? For sure. I think you start with Aston Martin. Yuki's still super young. He's, what, 23, 24. So who knows, in like five years' time, maybe Aston Martin, or sorry, maybe Honda broker an engine deal with another team and then Yuki's like, cool, I'm going to go there because he's got his Honda. Like Yuki being affiliated with Honda who are coming back into F1 from 2026 onwards, does make his position stronger, for sure, for sure. Same with same with Owasa. Owasa's part of the HRC as well. Um, so I think long-term, Yuki's going to be okay. But in this kind of short-term, I, 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 unfortunately, I could kind of see that happening. Um, not that his performances have, you know, I think he's been really strong this year. I think he's been you know, top half of the field in terms of um, form and competitiveness. You say it's not good enough, Evan, but like, we'll, we'll look at, I mean, what more is he meant to do this year? You know, like, I know De Vries was, but at the end of the day, De Vries came in with a very experienced driver who has won championships and been around for a long time and raced with all these guys. You know, he was he was right behind um, Albon and, and Norris in the F2 standings in 2018. Um, and he made De Vries look so bad that they dropped him. Now, obviously, part of that was De Vries letting himself down, but also part of that was because Yuki was so consistently getting close to or just in the points. So I think, look, we'll never know. It's like Albon at the moment, right? I mean, Albon's getting loads of plaudits, right? And I'm obviously chuffed, right, that he's getting loads of plaudits. But at the end of the day as well, it is very difficult to say with absolute objectivity 
how good that Williams car is. Because maybe if he had someone like a Pierre Gasly alongside him, Alex, maybe they'd both be quite close. And maybe is Logan Sargent letting himself down? And Alex had Latifi as a teammate last year. So, you know, again, it, it's hard It's hard to really measure. But, yeah, unfortunately, I could see that happening. I, I do think, you know, if Yuki's up for grabs, I don't know. The thing is, if Yuki's up for grabs, then, yes, of course, I think Yuki is a stronger driver than Sargent and would do a better job in that Williams. But Sargent is... Williams own and if they can be patient with him which I don't know if they will be but if they can and if they can give him the time to grow and develop just like Red Bull AlphaTauri gave Yuki time after his terrible first season then Sargent's there he's their own driver they're American owned with Derilton um, whereas if they took Yuki on well he's still a Honda driver I don't know, maybe Williams are thinking about a Honda engine deal at some point. That would, I don't know, maybe. But, I mean, they've seemed to be a pretty good thing with Mercedes and James Valves is obviously ex-Mercedes as well. So, I don't know. I don't know. Morgan, what, what, what is, I'm interested, Morgan. What, when you say Yuki's bottom five drivers on the grid, like, so you're saying his, his, other drivers, so Sergeant, Stroll, I think Magnussen, but like he's just nowhere at the minute. Um, like who 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 are we who are we put in behind? Like obviously the other Alpha Tauri. That I I don't I don't I don't know. I, I just, that 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 that's that seems like a pretty crazy shout to me. But look, hey, look, we've all got opinions, and he's outclassed by Ricardo. Is he though? Was he though? I don't think he was outclassed by Ricardo. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't think I was watching the same race as you, Morgan. But look, listen, listen. He's not. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying he's this this world game changer. Of course not. Right. I think there's a lot of drivers who, you know, given the time, can get to a stage where they're, you know, at a very good level, and their ceiling is their ceiling. You look at a driver like, um, you look someone like Checo, someone like Hulkenberg. You know, these drivers have been in the sport for a long time and I think they've got to a ceiling. But having that X factor to just unlock that extra percent or two to be a Hamilton, a Verstappen, a Leclerc, a prime Vettel, you know, I think that's... Um, 1-1 one, one versus Ricardo. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a very that's a very base way of looking at it, Rob, Rob. But, like, when you actually look at the nuance and the fact that they left Yuki on those tyres... Oh, wait, sorry. I'm thinking of... I think I'm thinking of Zanville, actually. Because um, that's when, when they left Yuki on those tyres for, like, the soft tyres for ages. But, um... But anyway. <laughs> and look, I don't think... I, I think... I think Ricardo... I think if Ricardo hadn't got the injury, I think he would have beaten Yuki over the course of the year because I just think Ricardo in the right car is still an absolute top tier driver. I just think like you look at how good he was in Renault and how good he was in Red Bull, and clearly that McLaren didn't suit his style, which has a very weird style. And multiple drivers, even Lando's talked about the weird McLaren style, and that's all he knows. So, but anyway, I digress. I'm I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, well done, Joe. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Joe Guan Yu. Anyway, roads, ro road 16, round 16, Singapore Grand Prix. Oh, by the way, uh, the poll, 
Um, so 22% of you are disappointed that Joe will replace, um, will stay in the seat and not Porsche. Uh, 40% of you don't really care. And 38% of you are not disappointed. So there you go. Bit of Joe prop. We love to see it. Right, round 16, Singapore Grand Prix. Last season. Last season was pretty funny, wasn't it? If you don't remember what happened in qualifying, um, Max was going for it, pushing Q3. Um, he was, I think he was actually, so he was on a lap and then came in and then went, and that lap that he was on was, was quick enough to be pole. But then he came in because he wanted to go again. Then he went again and then they didn't have enough fuel in the car. So he had to um, to knock the lap on the head before he finished, which was... Uh, <laughs> Max's radio he's, he's just this absolute mixture of like because you, you often see drivers like angry right it's not uncommon to hear drivers be angry I, and like Verstappen's been angry many a time on the radio but it's the perfect combination of anger and confusion he's like voice breaks about 15 times <laughs> it was quite funny um but yeah, so Max ended up having to start way down the back. Charles Leclerc got pole um, ahead of Checo, didn't he? I think he was. Um, but then Checo jumped uh, Leclerc off the line and led the race and won the race. Um, did Sergio Perez ahead of Charles Leclerc and ahead of uh, Carlos Sainz. So yeah, and I think, yep, you're right, Rum, they have changed the track somewhat as well this year. They've basically gotten rid of the penultimate kind of where you go right, left, left, right, before then you go right, left, and then final corner. That's really well explained. <laughs> yeah, they've made a few changes to the track. Um, why Why have they made that 16 to 9? Thank you, Squibbles. Why have they made the changes? I, 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 I've known, I, I knew they were making the changes, but, but why are they making the changes? Construction. Okay, cool. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. New, new layout is a big L for Alpine. Well, it does mean, yeah, the track's going to be quicker. Um, oh, Marina. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Only temporary. So we'll be back to the old layout. Hey, look, it might be, a, it might be better. Who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah, it, it's a bit less twisty now. Um, which does play into the cars with good straight line performance. But ultimately, you know, pretty much everyone's going to have a pretty high downfall setup on their cars, aren't they? So I'll, I'll lay it back in 2027. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a while without they're building a theatre. That's cool. So I've been, um, so this is the, the Singapore Grand Prix track was the first ever F1 track I technically went to ever when I was, how old was I? I was about, does anyone remember those t-shirts you used to get where, <laughs> it's honestly terrible. First it was a v-neck and it was like a double layered t-shirt. So the inner layer was like gray and the outer layer was like black. And then it was the, it was the double layer t-shirt and then the black t-shirt, the kind of outside layer had like slashes in it. So you could see the gray through it. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I mean, back then as well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give a toss about what I wore. So that was, that was, um, courtesy of my mum buying that one for me, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was not dope, Savar. It was anything but my friend. 
Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, but like, I was like 14, 15, right? Give me, yeah, I think I was, I think it was like 14 when I went. Um, but the when you go down to Marina Bay, like when the racing's not on, because it was nowhere near the Grand Prix time when I went. Um, yeah, the whole pit lane and, and everything is, is like open there. You can just walk around and it's just, there was like no one about. Um, it was really cool because it was like a weekday. And yeah, there was you just wander around. There was like a, there was like an AstroTurf football pitch on like a barge in the marina right next to it as well, which was quite cool. Um, any photographic evidence has been destroyed, Junior. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool place. It's a very cool place. So it's it's yeah, interesting to see that they're developing it. But yeah, Grand Prix wise, look, this is a it's a tough one. It's a killer. We've still not got Daniel Ricciardo back yet. I'm afraid. Um, it does look like Qatar's going to be the earliest chance. This was always going to be a big ass Singapore. Daniel is knocking about this weekend. He is with the team, um, but he will not be participating. I had money at 14. Well, no, I I I didn't have money. I just didn't get to. I could have chosen, like, I could have been to, like, oh, mum, I want that T-shirt, but I just didn't care. So she just got me stuff and I just wore it. I remember I had a red polo shirt with Yorkshire crest on it that I just wore all the time. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Um, it was not good. Uh, hello, Chris from Virginia. Welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy. Crazy times. Crazy times. Those were. Um... I hope Tao doesn't turn into another another DeVries. He won't. He won't. He'll be good. Um, I've never even been to Yorkshire, Jozo. And I had a Yorkshire polo shirt, so there you go. Um, any, anyway. <laughs> right, let's reflect on how the driver standings are sitting as things stand. So, all 22 drivers just about fit into my graphic. Um, inter interesting. So we've got a few upgrades. It's a super chat. I can't see a super chat. Someone saying there's a super chat. Hang on. Have I missed one? Mm. I've got Alex's super chat at the start. It's disappointing. It isn't very Formula One, which you know, obviously regarding um Teo not getting the seat, but to win it in your third season is also like, I don't know. I think Taylor's always had the pace, but the consistency is better this year. But it's in the previous couple of years, it's not been amazing, in my opinion. But there you go. Um, Bosch, you met Alex yesterday. Very nice, True Blue. Very nice. Did you see his new trainers, by the way? Have we seen Alex's trainers? Let me. Let's just say, let's just say, you might be getting a video out of them. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, driver standings as they stand. Uh, Alonso Hamilton's pretty close. That's kind of it. I actually want to look more at the constructors because going into this weekend, apparently we have quite significant upgrades coming to a few different teams, specifically Alpha Tauri and Alpha Romeo, who are P10 and P9 in the constructors. And we'll see. We'll see. Significant upgrades for Singapore for both. Haas will be bringing a big upgrade for Austin um, as well. Red Bull can clutch the championship this weekend, really. Well, that doesn't surprise me, Halita, looking at that gap. Well, it's, it's 300 
and 10 points between Red Bull and Mercedes. 310. Wow. Wow. Um, and McLaren bringing upgrades. Nice. David, I didn't leave out a super chat. You keep saying that. I've not left out a super chat. Um, but yeah, so it's 310 points between Red Bull and Mercedes. Crazy. Crazy numbers. Crazy. That's more than Mercedes have scored themselves. Uh, which is pretty mad. But yeah, Alfred Mouse, Scuderia, Alfred Terry, big upgrades. So hopeful, expectant. Bottas has gone on record and said he's expecting a bit of a jump this weekend, but he's expecting more of a jump in Suzuka. So keep an eye on Alfa Romeo to, for hopefully something not awful, at least in Japan. At least in Japan. Hello, Will. Good to see you, mate. Um... But we'll see, we'll see. And I'm excited for a um, a more <laughs> Red Bull-esque Alpha Tauri, purely because I want to see Yuki getting the points and I want to see Liam get some points potentially as well. So we'll see. James Key doing his magic now at Sauber. Well, his magic didn't get him very far at McLaren, did it? Just saying, but, you know. Obviously, Seidel believed in him. That's why he brought him over. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will see this weekend. Um, right, cool. Now, predictions. I did put a poll out, put it out late last night. I retweeted it this morning as well and put it on my community page. So if you've seen it, well done. Well done. for Thank, thank you for voting. If you didn't, don't worry. Maybe next time. Um, we're going to start. Yes, Ricardo is still out. We're going to start with my predictions and then yours. I like to do mine first because I'm not, so that I'm not subconsciously um, influenced by you guys. All right. Bosh. My predictions, I'm going Hamilton race win. I think that Mercedes is going to be quick. I think it's going to be quick around here. It's good on the high downforce stuff. I think it's going to be competitive. I think this is going to be a really competitive weekend, actually. I do. I do. Sonoda, banger drive. That Alpha Terry upgrade is going to bring points to Yuki. Klanger, Ocon, because the Alpine's rubbish. And, you know, I mean, they'll probably both, both break down, but there you go. Uh, banger team, I'm giving it to Mercedes. And... Clanger has because they've still not got an upgrade, so they still don't know what they're doing with their tyres, so they're still going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> look, all right, listen, we will see, won't we? All right, all of you, I see all of you in the chat. Oh, crazy! Oh, El Tomo predictions, it's called Lomo predictions, Evan. Get it right. <laughs> No way he's winning. Madness. Right, I'm I'm getting all these receipts. And when Lewis Hamilton wins on Sunday, 4K, mate. All right? Right, 1080p this screen actually next to me. Trust me. Oh, for God's sake. I forgot to change the Hass logo, didn't I? <sighs> for God's sake. I mean, look. look okay, maybe both. Maybe both. Okay. Has ha Halpine. Halpine. They're both gonna be clangers. Okay. Halpine it is. There we go. Halpine it is. We take that. They're just gonna put the Alpine front wing on the Has. It's like um did you see when who was it? Was it Christian Eriksson? not Christian Eriksson, Marcus Eriksson. I'll <laughs> give football. Um, Marcus Ericsson, he had to run like a, a Frankenstein car because didn't he have a crash or something? And then he had to 
have parts from Alex Pillow's car, but he's got he's Husky livery, and Alex Pillow's got the Legion livery, and then they had to have like, yeah, that that it, it's proper weird. It would be like I don't know. I guess it would kind of be, kind of in a roundabout way, be well. It'd be like Ferrari breaking a front wing and then putting a hash front wing on the front of it because it's essentially the same. Um, but yeah, that was quite weird. But there you go. I mean, that's what happens when you're in a series where you've got teammates with different liveries. You wouldn't get that in F1. So there you go. Yeah, new rebrand for Haas. <laughs> rebrand for Haas. Right, so yeah, I'm going lose Hamilton race win. Banger drive Sonoda. Clanger drive Ocon. Banger team Mercedes. Clanger team Halping. You guys, 1,109 of you. 48% of you Max Verstappen. Race win. Shock. 16% Sergio Perez, 14% Fernando Alonso, 8% Lewis Hamilton. I think Fernando's got a good shot, you know. I think around these tighter, twisty circuits, we saw it in Monaco, and Aston seemed to have got on top of their kind of little mid-season kind of fumble. Um, crazy. Savar, if Hamilton wins, I will donate you. I'm mad. Hey, look. Watch. Watch. Watch him retire term one. <laughs> Watch him retire term one. No, trust me, it's happening, okay? Trust me. Um, yeah, so, yeah, 48% max, 16 Perez, 14 Alonso, 8% of you went Hamilton for race win. So, 8% of you agree. Okay, okay. Look, Tomo curse is not a thing. Uh, banger drive, 21% of you, Fernando Alonso. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, 14% Hamilton, 12% Norris, 10% Piastri, and Ocon actually, but it would have ruined the graphic. So they Piastri and Ocon got the exact same number of votes, both 10%, but I just put Piastri in because Australian bias. Um, Clanger Drive, 18% of you went for George Russell. Very even spread. No, none of you could agree on a Clanger. So 18% George Russell, 13 Stroll, 11 Sergeant, 10 Verstappen. Okay. I mean, it, it it didn't go well for him last year, but that was more on the team, which operationally you don't expect that, do you? But they were off their job were, were Red Bull Racing. Um, Banger team, 25% McLaren. Also 25% Aston Martin, but McLaren got a couple more votes. Um, Mercedes, 17. Red Bull, 14. And then Klanger team, Haas. Not helping, Haas. 34% of the vote because they have no race pace. 11 Ferrari, 10 Williams, 9 Alpine. There you go. There you go. No way Max wins again. No, I, I do think, I think when I look at the rest of the calendar, so we've got, hang on, let me, let me have a, let me have a butch. So, right. So Singapore, I could see someone else winning. Someone who isn't a Red Bull because of the characteristics of the track. And I think that leans more into the strengths. Like Red Bull do everything well, but I think like their gap in like high speed is bigger than it is in you know lower speed tracks, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And I mean rain, yeah, rain is potentially potentially on the cards as well in Singapore. Um again, I remember I remember when I went to Singapore and it rained one day and it rained. It like really rained. So yeah, there's a climate around there when when it rains it does pour. Um, not far. You're what 
Singapore borders Malaysia, doesn't it, to the north? And we know from Sepang how rain-affected those races could be. Um, so yeah, it's uh, potential for for a bit of a bit of a rainstorm um, again this year. And then Japan, I think that plays into Red Bull strength. So I see Red Bull comfortable Japan. Um, LaSalle, probably Red Bull as well. It's a bit tight and twistier maybe, I don't know. US, Austin, that's probably Red Bull. Mexico, Red Bull. Brazil, Interlagos, maybe there's a shot. It's, I think the overtaking, I think the, the even if the Red Bulls didn't qualify at the front, that's the thing that, with their DRS, they're just going to clean up. I, I think... I think of of all the remaining races, then we've got Vegas and, and Abu Dhabi. I think this is this is the best chance of a Red Bull not winning, if you know what I mean. Like either Red Bull. But only time will tell, people. Only time will tell. George won Brazil last year. Well, yes, but I mean Red Bull kind of shot themselves in the foot. And actually, in a roundabout way, that kind of Put Mercedes back because they were like, oh, maybe there is there is something in this zero pod concept. So then if they hadn't won that race, they probably wouldn't have, have stuck by it for as long as they did. But there you go. Now on top five quality Italy. Now I Williams gonna be nowhere this weekend. I I I, I strongly believe that. Maybe reverse jinx. <clears throat> yeah, maybe a bit tactical. Maybe maybe a little tactical. Little, 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 little bit. I mean, I don't think. I mean, obviously, Matt's can Matt's can definitely win every single race for the remainder of this year. I think Red Bull will probably win every race. I mean, I'd be surprised if Max doesn't come across some kind of issue and maybe Checo wins a race again. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, cool. Right. Let's reflect on all teams. Um, Red Bull. Are they? It's much going on Red Bull wise. Um, I know Checo, obviously Checo's put out his statements about keeping his options open for 2025, which almost confirms that he knows like that door is going to close um, soon enough, but not much else to say. Yes, yeah, Sonoda potentially reserved for next year, which would be, I'd be obviously gutted about, but I would kind of get it from Red Bull's point of view. If you know Lawson's not going to be a, like a long-term thing because of Honda, then why... Why keep him in a seat when you could put Lawson in? Um, and then Ricardo is such a big commercial draw that unfor- unfortunately I kind of can attribute lo- logic to it as much as I disagree with it, you know. But there you go. Oh, Red Bull, yeah. Vettel, he-, he did an interview with Brundle, didn't he? And Brundle asked him like, so when are you coming back? And Vettel was like, well, I can't say no for sure. So there you go. Vettel confirmed 2025. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, look, listen, I think it's, it's a situation where I, I, I feel for Yuki cause I don't think he could, can do much more, but so much of F1 is like the, poli- the political side of F1 is, uh, so often going to dictate your career. Um, be that, you know, when Ocon got dropped from, uh, for, Force India for Stroll. Yeah, it was Force India, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, because his dad bought the team and, you know what I mean? Like, you can drive well. Like, when Checo got dropped for, for Vettel, 
You know, he had had a fantastic season. Now, Checo knows more than most, you know, why he should uh, why he should keep options in the back pocket. And yes, of course, Hel- Helmut Marco, man, like we obviously yeah, he, he's a continued source of because he just says stuff all the time. But actually, like when, when you look at the receipts of the the consistency of him undermining Checo, both in a professional capacity, but also in you know, the kind of statements he's been making, like, because Checo's talked about this, that how he has felt as a Mexican driver coming over to Europe, he felt, he he, he has felt he's encountered additional barriers and um, people not taking him seriously. And, you know, the fact that someone so senior at your team, not only like, because Helmut's not employed by Red Bull Racing, is he? He's employed. He, he's an advisor for Red Bull GmbH. F- for someone like him to publicly say, what say that he's he's not he's not focused because he's South American, like Vettel or Verstappen. Like that's great. Well, f- first of all, it's factually incorrect because he's actually North American. You idiot. But secondly, like. Mate, it's it, it's mad that he's still in that position. I'm so, I, I don't understand. Like for Red Bull, an organization that's so kind of well, I, I get. I guess any organization is going to be, you know, for for them to choose to continue to utilize Helmut Marco when he's so consistently, like, because there's a lot of things that he said that I've I've completely missed. You know, it's only since this whole situation um, that loads of other stuff has come out and I'm just like, how are they even like, you talk about, you know, you drop your Vips and you say zero tolerance in your statement, but then helmets allowed to crack on. And you know, if this is any other member of staff at Red Bull Racing, you know, any other non top, top senior member of staff at Red Bull Racing, they're, they're gone. You know what I mean? They're gone. So, yeah, it's it just it reflects really poorly on the team, um, and it, it vindicates a lot of what Checo's been saying. Again, for, for not just to say these to say these things so publicly, um, it then just then it just makes you think. Well, what kind of stuff is said behind closed doors? You know what I mean? Like, and I know some people say, "Oh, he was he was only joking." He was only well, no, he was using it as a pointed, a pointed. Um, means of criticism du- directly at one of his drivers without that driver being present. I don't think you can just be, oh, he was just joking. Like, come on, come on. So yeah, I, I, I as, as much as, you know, Helmut Marco has been in the sport for a long time and, you know, I don't doubt he, for, for him to have been in the position he has, a, I'm sure at his job, you know he's been very effective at, at doing his job, but that does not excuse like the way he's he carries himself and just you know just consistently undermines people and and you know be that even even like, the amount of times he undermines Christian I think is pretty mad and how he just kind of gets away with it. But then this is a, this is on a whole nother level, just playing into this kind of bigotry that Checo's talked about. 
he's literally gone on record and talked about this like quite a number of times as Checo. And then you hear this and it's just like crazy. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how they can they can keep him personally. But they will do what they will do. So, and, and, and ultimately this is also a, this is a, it's, it's a Red Bull racing problem as much as it's a Red Bull GmbH problem. You know what I mean? Because I think Red Bull Racing are going to cop more flack for helmet stain, even though it's actually Red Bull GmbH who are probably the ones who, well, almost certainly they're the ones who decide whether he's there or not. So, yeah. And it'll be very, I mean, if if he does go to, to Mexico for the Mexico, Mexican Grand Prix um, helmet, he's not going to get a great reception, is he? And rightly so. Um, but anyway, not much more to say on that, really. It's just, it's just disappointing, isn't it? Very disappointing. And again, so publicly, just reminds you of all right, what actually goes on behind the scenes. Um, Aston Martin. Uh, um, I think the car will be good this weekend. It's not much in a way of. Um, sorry, I realize my battery's about to die, so I'm just going to prepare a uh, replacement. Although this is probably half dead as well, so you're about to. Uh, let me just do the intermission music. Do 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 There we go. We're back. If you know, you know. Um, yeah. Not much. Yeah. Alonso's driving that so well. Stroll is not. Uh, around this kind of track, then it should be should be good. No real excuses for Stroll, but he will just, I think, continue to, to disappoint. I mean, if Stroll doesn't get in Q3 around Singapore, my goodness. But I mean, I, I can I can talk as long. Oh, I've just noticed some. Can, can I try something live chat? Sorry, I've just seen an option on YouTube Studio which says insert ad. Let's click it and see what happens. Is, is something happened? Are you still there? Live chat? Is there, is everyone there? I have ad block. <laughs> maybe. No ad. Maybe it will put an ad... Um, maybe it will put an ad in the, in the VOD. I reckon that's more likely. That's actually quite clever. That's actually quite clever. That's actually really clever. I like that. So it's not giving you live viewers, listeners, an ad. Oh, so some of you did see an ad. Okay. Interesting. A lot of YouTube premium people out there. There you go. And thank you, Lucas, for joining Friends of Tom. I appreciate it. Welcome. Welcome, Lucas. Um, all you ad blockers. How dare you? Okay, okay, okay. So some of you did get an ad. There you go. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'll do that. So next live stream, next live stream, I'm like going to the toilet. I literally, if I need like, I really need a wee midway through the stream, I'll just play you an ad. And then I'll get paid to go to the toilet. It's great. <laughs> oh dear. We have fun, don't we? Anyway, right, cool. Aston Martin, yeah, not much more to say. I think they'll be quite good this weekend in the hands of Fernando. Anyway. Uh, Mercedes, yes, again, consistent Mercedes this year. 
given they've completely changed their side uh, pro profile as well, it is pretty impressive how consistent they've been throughout the year. And it's helped because you've got two top quality drivers, individually top quality. I, I, look, I said this in my video that I put out yesterday. Like, Think how often these two have tripped up over each other in the last couple of seasons in a midfield, top midfield, but still not fighting at the front for race win car, apart from in Brazil. Like, imagine these two, like, this would be Rosberg Hamilton, I think, all over again, if Mercedes gave him a top car. 100%. 100%. Which, I mean, look, from a, from a, from an enjoyment point of view, sure, entertainment, bring it. Um, but I'm sure Toto will be losing a bit of sleep if that happens, so... There we go. But yeah, I think they'll be in a good place this weekend. Um, Hamilton's good round here. One of his best qualifying laps of all time. It was around Singapore, wasn't it? In what, 2018, I think? Was it? 2018? The, the really iconic lap from Lewis. Um, yeah, we'll see. Not much more to say on them. No, no big news. Um, Ferrari... Um... <laughs> I mean, science had a very good weekend, obviously, last time out in Monza. Um, hopefully, he brings the levels. I think Leclerc, around this kind of track, I, th I would definitely give Leclerc the edge. But, uh, but yeah, not much more to say about Ferrari. No no big changes, no big upgrades. I haven't heard any particular news. So, boom, on to Alpine. Um, anything to say about Alpine? don't think so. I haven't seen any like upgrade information about Alpine. Am I missing anything about Alpine? Ocon Gasly. Oh, Ocon Gasly, Alpine, they did that little um, crater of, not little at all, actually. It was a circuit pool Ricard, wasn't it? It was a bunch of French uh, influencers, YouTube creators, whatever. And they did like almost like a Sidemen charity match, but it was with F4 cars going around the Castellet. So sick. So sick. Like I, I can't. I didn't watch any of it, but you know, I've I've heard about it. It looks it looks amazing. Alpine were like a big sponsor. They had like Cupra. They had Boss. They had all these really like big brands like sponsoring these cars as well. And I think it was all like run by, um, run by Alpine. Mad, mad event, mad event. So cool. Um. Maybe one day we'll get something like that. I mean, look, it might be a stupid circuit for F1, but for a little F4 creator event things, it's perfect, you know, because you've got a infinity different layout options for that track. Um, half the race was safety car laps. I mean, I'm not shocked, Igor. I'm not shocked by that. I'm not shocked at all. Because, you know, I can't imagine the standard was particularly high. Not that I'm one to judge, but anyway. I'm sure it was... a. Was it, what, was it at Le Mans? I thought it was at Le Castellet, no? Oh, well, maybe we got that wrong. I thought it was at Circuit Paul Ricard. There you go. That seems a lot more manageable, no? I have the voice of our angel, angel thank you. Actually, uh, has anyone noticed I've got a new microphone? This is the first time I've used it on a live stream. Do I sound any better or worse or different, or do I sound the same? Not really. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, it's just a USB mic, MV7X, MV7, sorry, not MV7X. 
So if it sounds the same, then that's fine. It just means I don't need a XLR thing anymore. So good. But then doing my most recent video, I feel, I feel like I sounded really different. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right, cool. Nothing more to say on Alpine, Bosch, McLaren. Oh, yep. So, so let's have a look, look at the McLaren. Um, the different McLaren. Let's get the screen share going. Bomb. Here we go. Let's get the full screen. Um, here's the little video that McLaren put out, which they might copy strike me if I... They didn't just upload some like really good high quality images, which is kind of annoying. It's always annoying when they do that, teams. Just 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 upload some really good high quality images to Twitter, so it's nice and easy for me to show it off. Um, it's cool. It's it's all right. Um, this this logo on the side is too big. It is massive. But I mean, this 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 angle is cold. I love that. I think I just I think drop the blue, man. I literally when I did my redesign. Remember when I went to McLaren and I showed showed my redesign to Lou, and I, she was like, "Where's the where's the blue?" And I was like, "I got rid of it because I think all papaya's better." And they're listening. No blue, you know. Ah, it looks sick from the front, man. It was really good from the front. Um, so yeah, that's the upgraded McLaren. Pretty cool. Um, as for the car, I know they're trying out a couple of different um, rear wings, actually. Um, let me find... Yeah, Albert Fabrega posted this um, earlier. So they're trying a couple of different um, rear wings. Sorry, did I say front wings? Follow follow Albert Fabrega on um you can see him up there. Follow 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 Albert on Twitter. Um I'm, I'll move myself over here just for this. A couple of different rear wing options. Um I think Piastri's got the old one. This this looks new to me. This one on the on the left. Looks like a new thank you, Gladiator, for the two Aussie dollars, by the way. Hope McLaren don't undercut Norris ahead of Piastri again. <laughs> It was a little bit sus, but I think probably in hindsight, as, a, as an overall team point of view, it was probably the right call. Um, as much as it would have annoyed Oscar a bit, understandably, right? But um, but yeah, this is the uh, these are the couple two rear wing options McLaren are going to be trying out. So we will see. We shall see. Right, let's move me back over there. Um, other than that, not too much to report from McLaren again. Different livery, but that's about it. That's about it. Um, cool. Haas. Terrible. Alfa Romeo. Again, upgrade. Now, I've been trying to find... Actually, Albert has posted some images. Oh, here we go. Right, okay, let's have a look. Um, he posted these less than an hour ago. So, here is a picture of the Alfa Romeo this feels like it looks different that that are oh, that these covers on the um on the side inlets look sick they look sick yeah the no the nose seems to look a bit different I'm trying to this definitely looks different 
the step in the nose. Because I, I know they said they're bringing like they brought like a major upgrade for this race, but I think he's uploaded a few. This rear wing looks a little bit different. Those look skinnier. It's the Italian livery now. This is this is still a banger though. This one. This is still a banger. I love the way they only use now. The only use they get from the extreme wets is just to be like tires that they push the car around on. Because <laughs> they're so useless. They're so pointless. Yeah, the front wing, look, the angle of this looks... I mean, it's when you look at the Alpine front wing, the angle that that has on, on this, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, but yeah, here's the here's the Alfa Romeo. So hopefully this is a step in the the right direction for them. I do... You know what? Like, I've gone back and forth on this a bit with a few people, but I really like how kind of rough these cars look now. Because of the budget cap, teams can't afford to just like produce brand new parts from scratch all the time. So you see like this little this little patch of carbon fiber here, and you know these little bits here where it, like mismatching and all that. I kind of like that. It's like it's like real. It's like real, real ingenuity to get the most out of your, uh, the bits you do have, you know. Sticky up events. I like it. I like it. I've got, I got a lot of time for it. So is that it? Yeah, then we just that to that. Well, well has, has Albert posted anything else? Anything else interesting? Oh, we got some new Alpine um, wing mirror um, things. Move myself so you can see Albert's. Um, it's kind of cool. Got this. Got the gills on the top of it. It's kind of interesting out there. Um, anything else? Some some Red Bull rear wing changes, seemingly. Albert's the Don man. Al Albert's the Albert's the real MVP. Look at the size of that Mercedes rear wing as well. That's a chunky boy. That is a chunky rear wing. It's like it goes down and then up again. Quite an unusual shape. But I mean, there must be some logic behind it. And then there's Piastri's kind of straighter old um, rear wing. Alpha. I want to see some more pictures of the Alpha Tauri. But I've not I've not seen him post any. Oh, we've got some got some new new Williams livery as well. But I want I want to see some more pictures of the Alpha Tauri because that's meant to have some. Um, some good upgrades on it, but but there you go. Anyway, right, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, Alfa Romeo, hopefully better this weekend. Upgrades are coming. Should improve this weekend. Should be even bigger improvement for Suzuka, Japan. We'll see. Alfa Tari, again, I want more upgrades, please. Uh, Lawson is still racing it instead of Ricardo, and you've not missed the album Lawson talk, uh, Max. We're getting to that. Well, there's not much to say, really, is there? Like, Lawson's doing a good job. He's still in the car. Ricardo's still not in the car. Sonoda's being linked with a uh, reserve Red Bull seat next year, which is which make me very sad. Um, yeah. Joe re-signed, not resigned. I've made that mistake before. Um, yeah, but Liam's doing a very good job. So, Liam's... I mean, in two races, he's shown more than Logan has all season. Arguably. Nah, close. Mm. You can make that argument. I think you can make that argument. Whether I would or not, I don't know. Maybe not. 
Maybe that's a bit dismissive of Logan's hires, but he's been very good. Um, and then Williams. Will I Ams. Will I Ams. Albon's doing a great job. Sergeant, not so much. Um, we do have some images again. I'll screen share um, that Albert's posted of the the it kind of cover, the engine cover, and the kind of front end. Again, it's interesting seeing this livery on the real car because, well, I did go to the launch event for the Williams. Uh, for this Williams in fact fortunately someone here has posted some pictures of the car at the launch event oh no this isn't the car from, no this is the car from the launch event but this is not a picture from the launch event this is from something else this is probably some pop-up in Singapore then I guess um, this is how the livery looks on the um, template base car okay what do we think actually? I'm gonna I'm gonna get some thoughts and opinions. Um what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Poll. Let's get let's get a poll up. What do you think of the bolder than bold Williams livery? Williams golf livery. Is it a banger? Is it alright? Mm. All right, is it? Eh. No, banger, decent. Eh. Poor. Oh, there's only. I forget, forget there's only four options, man. Please, YouTube, add a fifth option to your polls. My goodness. Would it really be that difficult? What do, what do we think? What do we think of the Williams? Again, this is this is on the show car. Showing off their sunglasses, very nice, very nice. John the storyteller. Um, got kind of the subtle blue camo in the back. And some McLaren again. And there's some shots of the actual, uh, the actual car, but we've not kind of got a good full, full shot. These these wings in isolation look really cool, actually. Oh, actually, have those numbers changed? Oh, no, they've not. I'm just stupid. Um, cool. Right, what do we think, people? What do we think? Um, your votes are giving it a... I'm lost. 48% uh, banger, 37% decent, 12% air. Only 2% of you think it's poor. Well, I want you lot to set a reminder on your calendar, on your phone, whatever, right? Once the Singapore Grand Prix is finished on Sunday, I will be releasing a very cool video that I made, have made, linked to this livery in some way, shape or form. So um, set a reminder for about 4 or 5 p.m. on Sunday, UK time, just after the race finish finishes. I don't, I'm not going to say too much. But it's, it's, it's very cool video. Very cool video. So, yeah. Williams. Good livery. And they're going to run it in Japan as well. And Qatar, I believe. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. 
fun, fun, fun. Right, cool. I think we're done. I've been streaming for almost an hour now. Wow, this is quite long for a, for a pre-race stream. So thank you all for joining me. Shall I? I'll go get Minton. Because you've stayed till the end, right? Because you've stayed till the end. I'm going to go get Minton. Where is he? Minton. Minton. Oh, oh, actually. No. While I get Minton, I'm going to run an ad. I, in return for me getting Minton, you have to watch an ad, okay? That's fair. <laughs> That's capitalism for you. Here he is. You've been asleep. We've already been for one walk today. And his eyes are like closing. Why are you always tired? And then he has like, um, oh, two unskippables. Fuming, Carol. Well, that's about how long it took for me to get Minton, so... A small price to pay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's funny with YouTube because when you um, most of you probably won't be interested in this, but like when you when you do when you create a video and you can put the mid roll ads on and you can decide where they are, and, and I try and you know put you know if I'm going to put mid roll ads on, which well that's the thing like not everyone gets them, so it really depends on how you watch youtube like if you're someone who just when you see an ad you just let it play through or whatever you're more likely to get served ads but if you're someone who's super like ad sensitive like you get an ad and you immediately like click off and try and find something else then they probably won't serve you as many that's quite interesting but anyway you you don't you, you're not going to care about all that stuff um thank you again for watching thank you again for uh liking the stream which i'm sure you've already done but if you haven't double check and subscribing to the channel thank you to listening if you're audio only as well and um yeah so video on sunday after the race is coming and then monday post race and then there won't be a video in the week because i'm having a little break um me and hannah and minton are going on a little break for the week from monday evening till like friday so my um oh yeah so my Japanese Grand Prix pre-race will be late on Friday, actually. Um, maybe not that late on Friday, but it will be later in the day on Friday, UK time. So, just so you know, it won't be on a Thursday. But yeah, thank you all again for coming. Ciao, adios, I'm done, goodbye. Adios, au revoir, arrivederci. Bye. <laughs>